It is another Saturday in CCO land when we bring in our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's for a bit of a wine chat. Good morning, Jack, on this cool, fresh morning. Yes, indeed. It hardly seems like it's the same weather as we've had all week. <laughs> I guess. Yes, well, well, that's why I'm kind of being diplomatic, calling it fresh. Let's just call yes. it fresh. Well, I have the perfect remedy, and while we always talk about wine, and we did talk about bourbon whiskey uh, right before the Kentucky Derby, because bourbon is a typically American thing, today is International Whiskey Day. All, and celebrated all over the world, the various whiskeys that come from all over the world. And I thought that would be an interesting topic because there's so many all over the world, the various whiskeys that come from all over the world. And I thought that would be an interesting topic because there's so many different kinds of whiskey. And also today is the Preakness, which is doesn't have the cachet of the Kentucky Derby and that special, wonderful drink of mint julep. It does have a special drink at the Preakness uh, called the Black-Eyed Susan. And what it really is is sort of a screwdriver with some peach schnapps and whiskey added to it. You take equal parts of whiskey, vodka, and peach schnapps, and then you add to that equal parts of a mixture, which is orange juice and sour. And you put it all together, and you've got a very uniquely refreshing drink. But it, it'll, of course, never have the cachet, in my opinion, that a mint julep does, or the unique taste of the mint julep. It has it sort of tastes a little like a peach screwdriver. In other words, orange juice and then the peach liqueur are really the dominant flavors, and the alcohol comes from a blend of whiskey and vodka. So, But today, let's talk about whiskey. Whiskey, to start out with, most people are aware that there are two spellings of whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-Y and W-H-I-S-K-E-Y. And the E-Y is used pretty much in the U.K. and the United States. The rest of the world uses W-H-I-S-K-Y, including our friends in Scotland. But whiskey is a distilled spirit, and it's made from fermented grain. And their very fermented grains can be used, corn, barley, rye, and even wheat. And usually whiskey is also aged in oak barrels. And whiskey is made all over, uh, America, Australia, Canadian whiskey, Finland, uh, India, Japan, Scotland, of course, Welsh, etc., all have their own variations of whiskey. And, uh, of course, there's the uniqueness between the Irish and the Scotch of deciding who really invented whiskey. Well, today the evidence points more to the Irish than the Scotch because, A, whiskey is a Gaelic word for the old Irish, uskabai, which means water of life, and that, that's where the word whiskey comes from, uskabai, and uh, that's a Gaelic or an Irish word. And then they found some documents not too long ago from the early uh, 1400s showing that Ireland was first in distillates, and uh, an actual bill of lading selling some distillates to the ruling person, whoever it was, in Ireland. Then, of course, this was picked up later on 
in Scotland where they made Scotch whiskey, which is, of course, famous the world over, and Irish whiskey, which incidentally uh, was very famous and the largest selling whiskey in the entire world until the late 1800s. Uh, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, the interesting thing about whiskeys are uh, they're so very, very popular. You know, one of the most interesting things about it, particularly in Scotland, is when Henry VIII broke up the monasteries that belonged to the Catholic Church, the monks had to go and get other jobs. And, of course, all distillates were done in monasteries. So these monks, when they went out and had to make their own living and didn't live in a monastery anymore, had to learn to do stuff. And that was the foundations of the Scotch trade in Scotland. Uh, and these monks would start their own distilleries right in their own houses. So it, it's a, a very interesting, to me anyway, back and forth thing between the Irish. Uh, and of course, today, Irish whiskey is the most popular beverage, dark beverage, in the entire world. And it's growing by leaps and bounds. It has been a, a double-digit growth since 1990. So we've had 32 years right now of that. And it was interesting, when I started out in this business uh, almost 50 years ago, uh, Ireland had two distilleries in the whole country, and they were owned by one company. Uh, today, Ireland has about 35 distilleries, and of course they're owned by lots of different entities, and it was interesting, they haven't had that many distilleries. You'd have to go back to 1880 to find that many distilleries in Ireland. Because Irish whiskey has become so very, very popular. It's unbelievable. But anyhow, whiskey comes from a distillate process. And distillation has been around for thousands of years. But uh, early dis, uh, distillation was to distill seawater into drinking water, things like that, in the chemistry lab of the time. Uh, it really didn't get involved with making beverages to drink until about the 10th century. And then uh, it really took off, and it was reserved for the rulers to drink. And then eventually the people began to try it, and they liked it. And lo and behold, there you were, you're off to the races. And it's interesting that right at this moment, the fastest-growing beverage category in the alcohol business is whiskey. Uh, you just can't keep them on the shelf, whether we're talking about American whiskey or aging Scotch whiskey or Irish whiskey. Uh, it's just amazing to me that there's this, been this incredible spurt and growth and interest in whiskey uh, that heretofore did not really exist. I mean, it just was there. But uh, the growth pattern has been just absolutely incredible. Uh, the, the Whiskey, as I said, has a very noble history. Uh, the English brought it to India with them, and India today has three distilleries that produce scotch. And another interesting fact uh, is the scotch whiskey that's made in Japan actually I think is very good. Scotch whiskey gets its flavor from peat, and they take the barley that they make scotch out of, and they dry it over peat fires. And thus, 
it gets that smoky taste that identifies scotch. And, of course, as I said, the ongoing battle between the scotch whiskey people and Irish whiskey. In fact, scotch is sort of interesting that of all the whiskeys, at least in this country, scotch is very seldom referred to as whiskey. It's just completely scotch. Uh, Scottish whiskey, scotch. And uh, uh, there's, of course, the interesting story I've shared with you once before, I believe, uh, but after Prohibition in this country, uh, old Joe Kennedy, Jack Kennedy's father, had three ships full of Cuddy Sark scotch in the New York Harbor. Prior to Prohibition in this country, Irish whiskey outsold Scotch whiskey about 30 to 1. Uh, scotch was a rarity. People didn't have it uh, and weren't interested in it. They drank Irish whiskey and were very happy with it. Because of old Joe Kennedy, the only whiskey available, imported, was that scotch that was in the harbor. And he had three boatloads of it, and the rest is history. When the, the New Yorkers began to drink scotch, the rest of the country followed suit, and Irish whiskey fell off. However, as I said earlier, Irish whiskey has sort of come back with almost a vengeance. Imagine two distilleries, and now there's 35 of them producing all sorts of Irish whiskey and different types. You know, the, the aging is another factor. Single malt, that's another factor, too. Uh, those are different types of whiskey. Uh, you know, the once the whiskey's put in a bottle, it stops aging. In fact, any spirit, once it's put in the bottle, stops aging. It can age in mainly in barrels, and that's where it gets its flavor. So if you get an 18-year-old whiskey, uh, that has spent 18 years in the barrel. Uh, it must by uh, definition. Anyhow, the types of whiskey, malt whiskey is very popular. It's from malted barley. Then there's grain whiskey, which is from any kind of grain. Then you have single malt whiskeys, which are made from a single malt, and blended. And this applies to both scotch and regular American whiskey or whiskey that you get anywhere in the world. Uh, and blended whiskeys are very uh, popular, and so are single cask whiskeys. Uh, that's why I think there's been this incredible growth. All of a sudden, it isn't just drinking something like uh, Jim Beam or something like that, but you're having Blantons, and you're having not just regular Blantons, but Blantons 18-year-old. It makes a big difference. And uh, the different kinds of whiskey that come from all over the world are sort of interesting to my mind. At any rate, Australia whiskeys have won awards all over the world. And we don't think about Australia producing whiskey, but it does, and it produces some pretty good whiskeys. Canadian whiskey is generally a rye whiskey, uh, but it can be made from other things as well. But Canadian rye whiskeys are extremely popular. Uh, Canadian Club, for example, is a rye whiskey. Uh, Crown Royal is a rye whiskey. And they're available throughout the world. And a lot of people just refer to them as rye, but they're whiskey, too, from Canada. And then, of course, our Scandinavian friends in Denmark and Sweden and Norway all make whiskey as well. Uh, and very interesting. The only ones that don't really make much whiskey are French whiskey, but they do make a whiskey in France, mainly in Brittany. They're not too bad, 
but they're not very popular uh, around the world. And as I said, Irish whiskey fights with Scotch, with Scotland whiskey, which is called Scotch, uh, because they've had this back and forth thing: who invented the whiskey, the Scotch or the Irish? And that has gone on for a couple hundred years. And so today you can get whiskey made from Taiwan, from Japan, everywhere. So on this National Whiskey Day, we can think about all these wonderful whiskeys that you can try. And like I say, it's an interesting thing to me that it's become so extraordinarily popular that it's the hottest growth area in the alcohol beverage business is whiskey. So I suppose it's just fine that they've given it its very own day. And lest we forget, of course, this is a wine chat, and I've talked about nothing but whiskey here. Let me just remind everybody of our terrific bouquet of rosé that's available at Haskell's. It's a six for 60. That's six bottles of rosé wine for $60. Just imagine only $10 a bottle on this special bouquet of rosé. And it's wonderful rosé, six different areas of the world's rosé. Provence, France, which is, of course, the number one producer of rosé in the whole world. And that's where everybody loves Provence wines, and it's judged by. That's where the movie stars have their rosés as well, come from Provence mainly. Then there's one from Bordeaux, the Rhone Valley. There's one from our very own Oregon, a delicious rosé from Oregon a rosé from the Loire Valley, one from Burgundy, and there it is, six rosés for 60 bucks, and available at all the Haskell stores. Just try the bouquet of rosé. And uh, today, don't forget, you don't want to miss the Preakness. And if you have a black-eyed Susan, God bless you. I prefer to have a mint julep, even though uh, the Preakness is, of course, a very different race than the Kentucky Derby. And you can do a lot of exploring at any one of the Haskell's locations, Jack. Indeed you can, Danny, whether you're looking for a whiskey or you want a wine to go with meatloaf or a very fancy dinner. Not only will they help you pick the right wine, they'll help you pick a wine that won't cost very much. The folks at Haskell's are just experts at doing that. They love to talk about wine, so come on in and talk about wine. There's a Haskell's near you where you can do just that. Haskell's in Bloomington, there's a Haskell's in Excelsior, and Faribault right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of wines from around the world. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. Excellent, Jack. Well, let's talk again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.